Welcome to Business Talk Sister Rock. I'm Becca. And I'm Ruthie. And today's episode title is How to Be a Good Mentee, Part 2. If you missed the first part of this interview with Bob Jacart, the CEO of Stormy Cromer, you really need to go back and listen to the first one because this has been such a great conversation and we're excited to pick it back up. So, Bob, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, it's just great. You guys are awesome. You, it's so nice to see two sisters working together so well. I've got two sisters that work for me that are my daughters and it's it's pretty precious. So (laughs) when we first talked with you, one of the things that I was like just thought was great is you were just like, yeah, you know, both my girls work here now, but I can't call them girls anymore. They're very accomplished women. (laughs) And I just thought that was so great that you're like trying to make sure you respect their place. That's 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 the toughest word for me to find. Hmm. is what do you call a group of ladies working at the factory? One time I called them ladies and, and, and you know, one of the girls came up to me and says, I don't work on the street. I'm not a lady. And, uh, you know, it's like, oh, brother, and, you know, gals, girls, you call them girls and they're too young and you women. And so it, it, it's, yeah. And if you say guys, is per, guys works well for guys, but I just don't have a good, great word for for a group of women and when you want to just be casual and say hello to them and respect them at the same time of course yeah yeah well we're gonna pick it up just like you told all these different stories about how you have found mentors to be really a really good mentee and um so what were some of the key things that you've learned from your mentors that you've had throughout your life i i've really learned a lot about finance mm-hmm. you know fi- the financial side of the business is is something that's like most important you know, not most important, but very, very important. Um, and so that's been accountants and bankers and things like that. And, and I've had, I've, I've really learned a lot from them. Um, from that side, that's been really a big part of my education. Also, you, you, you pick up things here and there on how to be a great employer. I mean, think about it. I'm in a little town. I'm in Ironwood. It's 5,000 people. And you bump into, you're going to bump into people at the grocery store. Every time you go there, you're going to bump into a cousin or a relative or a wife or a brother or an employee. And, 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 and it's the family part of that is very important to us as far as, you know, making them proud to work here and making it great to be able to see them out in the, instead of, you know, there's Bob, the, the whip thrasher. And so, um, learning how to how to really develop a great culture has been Mm. um, really awesome for us to learn and um, from that actually you know mentor or consultant I guess there's there's a kind of a fine line between which one is which Um, we've learned a lot we've brought in consultants too which are very similar Um, you basically open yourself up to be criticized. I mean, that's kind of what this is about. You know, what am I doing wrong? I mean, don't, don't sit over there and tell me all the good things about me. I want to hear what it is I want, you know, and I I remember the first guy that came in here, he's, and you're you're kind of ouching like, Oh, you don't like that. And you don't like that. And, and, Mm. and, and, and he saw that, you know, grimace on my face and he says, you know, Bob, it's really tough to come in as a, a mentor or as a consultant and tell you, you got an ugly baby. Nobody wants to hear they got an ugly baby. 
and um and that's kind of so so that's another <laughs> part about being a great mentee is you got to be willing to have somebody point out you know a good a good mentor does it really respectfully but it's still going to ouch a little so anyway you asked what are some of the things i learned and i remember like i i remember specifically i don't even remember who it was but it was somebody that i had had lunch with and i I, I think he was at one time the president of our, I think he was the president of our hospital in town here. Anyway, he walked through and, you know, I'm very entrepreneurial. So I have an upholstery shop and a shop that makes tarps and a shop that makes dummy Kummer hats and a shop that makes playground canopies and a shop that makes awnings. And, and he said, you know, my dad was in business and he said, you can never, you can never do justice to more than one product line. And I always remembered that. And, and, and I think I'm, I'm even, this is maybe 10 years later. I'm, that was profound because I, I didn't forget it. And I, and I wondered, I've always questioned whether that guy's dad was right or I was wrong hmm. and, and I was doing it. And so right now, I think if, I, I think we're seeing that you can, I, I think there's a chance for us to improve everything about us as a company if we end up only making Stormy Cromer products. And so that's our new vision that we will let these other products go and we will only have like one master or whatever, it'll be the Stormy Cromer brand as opposed to these other things. The, uh, the, the, the reason that Stormy Cromer was able to grow like it has, and a lot of people would know how small it was when I bought it and, and um, when, to grow a company, it takes money. So we were lucky enough to have other contracts that made a profit that allowed us to put that profit into Stormy Cromer. So mm -hmm. it was a great combination, but now I'm back to where, yeah, you're probably right. I, I really need to focus on Stormy Cromer and, and leave when, when I leave for good, Gina and KJ have only Stormy Cromer to focus on. So that was a, that was a really, that was a really big one mm. for me was that um, Mark the mentor I have right now, I mean, he's doing all kinds of things. You know, he's pushing me to have, he's pushing me to have, get a better annual physical. He's pushing me to get, you know, to stay as healthy as I possibly can. Hmm. But, you know, he's pushing me to, um, like right now he thinks I should be on more boards. Like I should start using my expertise to be on board. So we're, we're updating my LinkedIn profile so that it, instead of it saying I'm the CEO of Stormy Cormor, that I, some of my accomplishments so that maybe some company would ask me to be on a board. So um, there's all kinds of things that just keep coming. I mean, everything I think about it, if you take me high school, one year of college, drop in business, the business has one employee and my dad's not even there full time imagine all that has to be learned to get to where we are now marketing and sales and accounting and and it all comes from the outside somehow whether it's a consultant a mentor or somebody trying to sell you their product like a like a marketing agency or something like that mm -hmm. um you know another trick that i learned was you know, when you talk about marketing agency is is um that you 
you know, everybody, the accountants and legal teams and marketing companies, they have time set aside to give you an hour to learn, to, to sell the, sell their services. And like, you can't believe what I learned for five one hour sessions hmm. about Stormy Cromer without paying anything. I didn't have the money. It wasn't big enough to do anything. So I went down to <laughs> Milwaukee and interviewed marketing companies. I got this hat and I got a picture of Stormy Cromer. I got a picture of my grandpa wearing a Stormy Cromer. What do you think I can do with it? And you just start taking notes. And um, there's, there's so much information out there. And everybody that's willing to talk to you has been helped. You, you got to remember that part of it too. I mean, that's why I'm helping you know, passing it down or whatever you want to say. We've all been helped by somebody. And if you're arrogant enough to think that you can leave this earth without passing it down, I think that's just totally wrong. So mm. I just am trying to give back like crazy because um, of all the people that have helped me. I mean, imagine mm. thinking about it. I, am, I, am, I, I didn't pay anybody anything really to learn everything I've learned. I just learned it and learned it. And, and then, and another one that, that's been really good is getting recommendations on books to read. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a bookcase that's right alongside of me here. And I have a, <laughs> a customer that, you know, is a pretty good friend and he's, and he's, and he says, no human being on earth needs as much help, self-help as those books, all those books. How could you be that bad <laughs> to read that many self-help books? <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's another way of doing it it's it's books uh, you know and uh, whatever you can do now it's i suppose it's articles and things like that but mm. in my day it was books yeah so, so i have a question about um sometimes when you are a mentee it feels like you may have nothing to give so or like or if you're going to become a mentor right are there things that a young person can do to bring value to others as they are still being mentored well, I don't think there's, I think it's a, it's a one-way relationship with that, especially at the beginning. And I think the mentor recognizes that, that I don't think they should be worried about that. What, what they should bring to the table is their openness, their humbleness, and their, their, their willingness to show the mentor that they're worth, they're worth my hour to talk to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, that I think that's what they need to bring to the table is, you know, I, I want to spend an hour because I want to help you. Mm -hmm. So dang, dang it, get helped. By <laughs> you know, so do you think that was our follow up question to that was what were things you did to make sure your mentor knew that you valued their time? Was it just doing something with the advice they gave you or is there more? than Yes. That? Yes. And then following up maybe a couple of weeks later and said, you know, I. I used your advice and it worked or something like that. You know, I, this is how I got that. You told me how to, how to, um, I remember um, getting, being, I remember telling someone, a mentor, that the first thing I needed with Stormy Cromer was a salesman. That I didn't have a salesman that worked for Stormy Cromer. And he said to me, you're kidding and I said, what do you mean? He said, just because you don't have a notepad with an, or, an, order, an order book that's going to order 12 of these and 14 of these and 16 of these doesn't mean you're not 
the best salesman for Stormy Cromer right now. Mm. And like I had, honestly, I didn't think that, but you know, it's the enthusiasm, the passion, you know, the vision. And so like, there's this wonderful large company that sells fishing goods and fishing and hunting supplies and it's big and monstrous. And I just bought Stormy Cromer and it was a little nothing company and I wanted to sell to them. And after I, they told me that, that I was the best, I just, I went out to whatever state they're in, Colorado, whatever state they're in. And I went out there and I'm in this big place. I've never done a sales call like that in my life. <laughs> and I was told by the negative people that you'll, it'll take three visits to get them to even buy from you. And, and after they do buy from you, if they like it, they're going to knock you off and make your product without, you know, without needing you. And I sold it on the first time. I, mm. I sold the first time. I didn't take three tries and they've been customers ever since. And so then after that happened, I called him up and said, you were right. That worked really well. Thank you so much. And it's really going to help my business. And then, and then, and then afterwards, because that company was so big, what happened with that, you can all figure it out, but I, keep that name out of there for now but what happened was that kind of made Stormy Cromer unbelievably legitimate mm. you know if I, if I got into that big store then all of a sudden the little mom and pop hunting and fishing store saw them in that catalog and said geez they've got that in the catalog I wanted in my store mm -hmm. I saw that that was another lead so then I remember calling them back a year later and said you know not only did I get in but I also this is flourishing mm. because of that advice so I think because wow. that's the, you know, that's the pat on the back you want as a mentor or whatever. That's the thing. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't need money or anything like that. You're trying to you help, know, people. help people. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. can find somebody so, that's, I mean, that, there really are people like that. And, you know, the, the problem with the world right now is the good people can't get any better. Hmm. I mean, you know, a good person in 1920s, this is great as a good person in 1960 as in, 2000 and in 2021 mm. the problem is we just keep seeing the bad people seem to be getting worse mm. and um, and so but the good people there's still a lot of amazingly good wonderful wonderful people out there mm. and, i had um, i had this other question you had mentioned like how you had this business difficulty of not being able to have a sales guy. And you were like, ah, and told your mentor that and he kind of thumped you in the head. Yeah. <laughs> Said you do it. But were there other difficulties that you faced in your business that um, a mentor has helped you make those hard decisions that you weren't, didn't really think of yourself? Yeah. Um, that the, the most difficult one was, realizing in fact it's interesting that it's it's an old friend who that's whose advice I got but he called me just as I was coming on with you and I texted him and says I'm on a podcast I can't talk um <laughs> but, but he made me face the fact that a long time dear employee who would you know been through early times with us was not matching the culture of the company now. And that maybe it would be better for both of us if that person didn't come to work here anymore. And that was, that realization was really tough for me to handle and 
accept and that kind of stuff. And um, that was really difficult. Mm. Uh, and, it, and it worked out for the better. I followed the advice and it worked out for the better. Mm. And um, um, yeah, and, and actually we've done that a few times now and we've really, based on that, we've really focused on like the, the most amazing culture that we could give anybody here. And when, you know, when, when you say good morning, I expect you to say good morning back, not what's good about it. And it's going to be a happy day. And, um, and, and I try to give all my employees that, and, and that's kind of, that all came from that push and it's been really good for me, for us. Mm. So that sounds like you have to be pretty vulnerable with your, with your mentors, like even for them to know that that's happening in your company. So what do you think the role of vulnerability is in your relationships with your mentors? Oh, it's really important. I mean, that's, you know, it goes back to that when I was saying before about um, last week about the, you, you sit in there saying, I know, I know, I know, you know, you really don't know, let them know you're vulnerable. Let them know you don't know, let them Mm -hmm. know you're open and, if you're not vul- if you're not willing to be vulnerable, it's really hard to get it in, you know, to, to be comfortable talking to you. Um, I mean, you know, nobody wants to hurt you. I mean, vulnerable can allow for somebody to get hurt. But if you find the right person that's really matches you, then your vulnerability is is kind of held up by care and love. And I mean, it gets to that point mm. if you're open. And that's another thing that. I know that I open up to people much quicker than they expect. And I think that's been really great for my relationships with people. Hmm. I think they just, especially even if somebody's younger, I'll tell them something, you know, something very personal so that they can feel comfortable that I'm willing, that I'm at a comfort level, or I'll share last year's profit number Hmm. with somebody. Um, that was done to me when I, the insurance guy made the biggest impression on me, but he really was my second mentor. The first one actually showed me, um, it was back in 1973, maybe he was, a, our company fixed tarps for his wood business. So he, you know, he cut wood and then dried it. And then it put, went on a semi and it had to stay dry on the back when it was going down the road. So we made those tarps that go on the back of trucks. And I remember him really picking up on it. I remember him help knowing that I was going to, you know, run the business someday and it was going to be bigger than it is. And I remember him actually showing me last year's profit of his company. Hmm. And it's like, he entrusted me with that. And like, how cool is that? I mean, that's, that was just really awesome. And, um, and I think once you, once you realize that that person trust you that at that level i think that all of a sudden smacks up the relationship like he just entrusted me with this now maybe i should be honest with him on the way back so (laughs) wow this has been so fun and so good i just have loved getting to know you even like when we did our 15 minute like get to know you meeting like I, cause I heard you speak at a, a webinar and then you were like, oh yeah, if you want to get to know someone, you just like send them an email or send them a letter or something and say, Hey, you know more about this than I do. And I'd love to buy you lunch. And I was like, I'm just going to, 
I'm just going to go to their website and, and fill out their contact form and see. And I went there and I looked all over for your email and I couldn't find it. And I was like, oh, you know, like whatever. <laughs> What'd you say, Becca? It's probably a good thing that's not on there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Write that down. Don't do that. But <laughs> if you're a CEO, you probably shouldn't have that on your website. But then I was like, well, a couple months later, I just filled out the contact form and I was like, okay, you know, like this, we'll just see what happens. And then like two days later, I get this email from you and it was just this thread of all these people who had forwarded it to someone else who had forwarded it to someone else and then finally ended up at you and I was just like oh my word Becca like the CEO of like of Stormy Crower is gonna like be on our podcast and I, was just, I, I was so excited so it's been really fun to just like get to to talk with you and hear your wisdom and Mm. Um, so thank you so much for being with us um we're going to transition to the sister gog portion of our episode and i thought this was fitting because you're starting to be funny <laughs> <laughs> well i um i think we've maybe told you this and before but we have there's seven kids in our family um and the sister that's between rachel or becca and i is rachel and um she we just kind of poke fun at her all the time and like we're always like just teasing her and this one time you would mention fishing that's what made me think of it but this one time I found this pamphlet it was like a little booklet about fish oil and like all the advantages of fish oil and so I had it and I literally chased her around the house for like a good 20 minutes reading this booklet to her and she was like get out of here leave me alone and she finally forced me outside locked me outside and I'm like screaming at the top of my lungs like <laughs> reading off this booklet and then she threw it away and I was like I didn't say anything about it and I've pulled it out of the garbage and I've kept it for years and then just about I think it was like three or four months ago or something I sent it to her in the mail <laughs> and then it's just like hey and she lived in this apartment at the time where like it didn't go she never checked her mailbox she's forwarded all the mail to my parents house so then I was like hey check your your mail check your mail and she was like why and then it finally came and she's like are you joking <laughs> so anyways that's just my the tie-in of like the fish fishing stuff that you were talking about and sisters and <laughs> oh that's cute that's a great story yeah. well thank you so much for being here with us it was so fun to to get to chat with you and yeah and just hear your wisdom um if you guys as listeners like this episode then um follow us on instagram business talk sister Gok, um and we'd love to connect with you if you have any questions at all um yeah and thanks so much for being here with us this week